Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. It's nice to see you all on this Sunday morning. It's been nice weather. Somebody getting sunburned and sweating outside. If you want, we can uh, stand and pray and praise God. Thank you, Lord, Father, for this, uh, this beautiful morning, for this time together, for this place you've built for us to come together and lift you up. Uh, I just pray as uh, we sing these songs to you that it's a, a joyful noise, that it's a blessing to you and a praise to you. We pray for Matt as he preaches today, God. Give him clarity of thought. Give us ears to hear what you're speaking through him. Uh, we pray for Leonard and Mandy as they're... Uh, visiting family, just pray for a nice, another nice little getaway for them and safe travels um, home back to us. And just um, pray for all the youth, everything you got going on in the church right now, God. Pray for your blessing on it. Pray for drive and attentiveness on our part to um, to to tend to it and care for it. Uh, so we lift this time up to you, God. We're here for you and you alone. And may this be a great morning for your kingdom. Uh, we love you. We praise you. Every day we see something sad or horrible in the news, so the only thing we can do is turn our eyes to Jesus. try to rule the worlds you make, but we know power is yours alone to give and take. A day will come when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord. Oh, now. plan will fade 
When we know you alone are God of every day Flowers, men will rise and fall. For you are everlasting, never ending God, eternal. Day after day, our God is reigning, He's never shaken. My Seated, kids, you can go up to the youth wing. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good, fantastic. Well, before we begin, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and just the time that we get to gather, just worship you, just learn more about your word and, and what it means for us, Lord. We just ask that you open the hearts and minds, um, that we can hear your message, that we can take it into heart, that we can go out into the world and just share it with others. Lord, as we dive into this scripture, I, I just pray that, that we can really focus on it and just gain something from it. That the devil is going to be attacking us when things are going good. We know that what we're going to be faced with, with trials and tribulations, and we just ask that you just give us the faith. Help us to be strong in it. Help us to get through whatever we're going through, Lord. And we ask that you be with 
those that are on our hearts and minds, those that are facing trials, those that are facing tribulation, those that are struggling financially, those that are struggling with illnesses, those that are struggling with just the aging process, Lord, that we just ask that you give them the comfort, give them the encouragement that they need through this time. And we just ask that you just be with us today and just help us to focus on you and all that we do. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So this morning, our text introduces two people to us. First, we see an unrighteous judge. This judge is completely pagan and probably in many ways corrupt. He doesn't care about justice or right and wrong. You see, this judge doesn't care about what God thinks, nor does he care about what people think. The second person in the story is a widow seeking justice. We're not told the details concerning where she has been wronged. All we're told is that she is seeking justice from an unjust judge. She shows us what perseverance is like as she keeps coming back to the judge until she wears him out. You see, our passage this morning is bracketed by a declaration and a question. One bracket is perseverance in prayer rather than losing faith. And the other bracket is, will Jesus find faith on earth when he comes? So while the parable has prayer as the thrust, the faith of Christians is a real point Jesus is teaching about. When Jesus returns, will he return to a strong church who has endured trials and tribulations, faithfully by seeking strength from God in prayer? Or when Jesus returns, will the church be weak and faint? You see, the society that we live in seeks to steal that faith. However, we must fight for faith by persevering in prayer. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, I ask that you open up to Luke chapter 18. We're going to read the first part of this. Luke chapter 18. Now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistence coming. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The first point this morning is that we need to fight for faith. Fight for faith. Verse 1 says, Now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. I really don't need to remind anyone here this morning that we live in a fallen world. But Jesus' command here is that his followers must always be praying because prayer will maintain a healthy 
and strong faith while enduring, enduring trials in his life? What are some things that try to rob us of this faith? Everything around us is trying to sabotage our faith. The entire world system is out to strangle faith in Christ. Our sinful human nature keeps telling us that we must seek happiness in the material world, in things that we can see, and in things that we can touch. As we seek to live godly lives in this world, we will endure conflicts. We will endure trials. We will endure tribulation. Suffering is a big part of our lives while we live in this world. This is in direct opposition to everything that Christ stands for. While all that seems to be working against us is that we often find ourselves in situations of physical suffering. Our health may fail at times or may be failing right now. We struggle with pain. We struggle with physical issues. All of this, at times, can drag us down. As believers, we're not immune to the struggles of this life. We're not going to escape trials and suffering. They are part of the world that we live in. In fact, many times it's the trials and suffering that causes us to pray. And Jesus understands that while we live in this earth, we will always be in some sort of struggle. This struggle will also be heightened as we wait for his return. You see, life's struggles can wear us down physically, emotionally, and spiritually. There is something else that we must fight against if we are to maintain a strong, vibrant faith. We must fight against being rocked to sleep by the everyday, ordinary things. Simply getting caught up in the ordinary, everyday tasks and events of life can steal away the zeal God has for us. And the message last week from verses 26 in chapter 17, it says, just as it, just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People went on eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in the day of Lot. People went on eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. But on that day, but on the day that Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. You see, in both of these cases, judgment came while people were caught up in the ordinary. There was no saving faith at work. They were not trusting in the Lord, but just going about their everyday affairs. They thought the day was no different than any other day. They had plans for tomorrow, but for them, tomorrow never came. They were lulled to sleep by the ordinary things of life. How much of your time does God have through the week? How much thought do you give to eternal matters as you go about your daily routine? You see, Jesus' point is that he does not want us to lose heart, or literally in the Greek, lose faith while we are here waiting for his return. Suffering can weaken our spirit and the mundane, can lull us into spiritual blindness. His answer to how we can maintain a vibrant faith is to persevere in prayer. So why did Jesus tell us this parable? Amazingly enough, this is one of the few parables that Jesus gives us his purpose for telling it at the very beginning. Jesus has left the key on the door, if you will. He says, now he told them the parable 
on the need for them to pray always and not to give up. Second point this morning is that prayer draws water from a deep well. Prayer draws water from a deep well. Verse 2 and following says, There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in the town kept coming to him saying, Give justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling. But later he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering often, keeps pestering, yeah, keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Look first at this judge. He doesn't care what God thinks or what about or what people think. He is an unbeliever. Jesus declares that his this judge does not in any way fear God. The judge also admits this fact about himself. So it's no secret that this judge is not vindicating this window out of right motives. He could care less about God. He could care less about this widow. His motivation for giving the widow justice is so that she will stop wearing him out by continually coming to her, coming to him, and by her continual pleading with him. This widow has not given up. She continually came to the unjust judge, granting her request. You see, it's, quite, it's a little humorous if you go back to the Greek, because this word that, that's used in this passage of Scripture it is for the ancient Greek games such as boxing. So this widow is wearing her, her opponent out with words, the same way the boxer wears out the opponent with punches. Literally, she is giving this judge a black eye with her words. Left hook, right hook, jabs, a little rope-a-dope. She is relentless, and right before this judge hits the canvas, he throws in the towel and forfeits the match. The point is not that God is like this judge. God is nothing like this judge. The reason that we know God is not like this judge is because Jesus says the judge does not fear God. The point being, if we did fear God, if he did fear God, he would have immediately came to the aid of the widow. What Jesus is telling us is that if by persevering, the widow receives justice from an unjust judge, how much more will we receive an answer when we persevere in prayer to our merciful and loving God? Verse 7 says, Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. If the unjust judge grants justice to this widow, how much more will God? That's the first comparison. We must be sure God will grant justice. We will be sure that when the Son of Man is revealed, God the the righteous judge will dispense justice speedily. The next comparison Jesus makes is between the widow and the elect. 
Just as the widow perseveres in her continual coming, so we, the elect, are to persevere in our continual praying. Who are those who cry out to God day and night for vindication? Who are those who are enduring trials and tribulation because of unjust people? Who are the ones whom the just judge loves and cares for? His followers. One mark of God's followers is that when they encounter trouble, they don't give up on their faith. They continue to pray often. They cease without praying, if you will. They are the ones who pray night and day according to Jesus. Show yourself as a follower by persevering persevering to the end by prayer. Jesus wants us to pray. Prayer is what draws life, giving water from the well that is deep. Prayer is what reaches into the realm of eternal and draws strength when all hope is gone. Prayer is what grips grace and holds tight until help arrives. God's people understands that to endure to the end requires persevering prayer. Keep praying and don't lose heart. You see, prayer is how to persevere to the end. Prayer is how to persevere in the end. Verse 8 says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith, will he find faith on earth? After explaining some of the basics concerning his second coming, Jesus teaches his followers how to address trials and tribulations while on earth. Rather than forfeiting your faith, pray continually to God and your faith will become strong even in the midst of struggles. So the first bracket was Jesus telling us to always pray and not lose heart. Then he asks a challenging question. He asks, will I find faith on earth when I return? Again, we must go back to chapter 17 because it says, no faith was found in Noah's day. The whole earth was faithless and godless. And there was no faith found in Lot's city of Sodom. It was a city faithless and godless. What about when Jesus comes again? Will he find faith? The point here is that they were going about doing ordinary things without God. Business as usual had lulled them to sleep. They were a godless society. In other words, God was not part of their everyday life. Jesus is showing us that the ordinary can rob us of the zeal for God and our faith in God. When we wait for the return of Christ, we must fight for faith as we go about our daily routine. You see, Jesus will find faith on earth as he finds that his followers Jesus will find faith on earth as he finds that his followers are praying night and day and not losing heart and not losing faith. The other battle that we find ourselves in is the struggle of life, the trials, the persecutions, the suffering that can wear us down much like the widow wore down the judge. When we are struggling physically, we must Make sure that our faith is being built up through prayer, night 
and day. Jesus will find faith on earth as the elect pray to God in ordinary things and in trials. I want to ask you guys a couple questions, and I encourage you to write them down. I encourage you them to answer them honestly. Maybe they, they'll make you uncomfortable. Maybe they'll make some thought-provoking revelations. But th this is important, especially as, as we talk about prayer and we talk about faith and staying strong. The first question being, are you fighting for faith? Are you fighting for faith? Are you fighting for faith? The next question is, are you in a struggle that is wearing you down? Are you in a struggle that is wearing you down? Are you in a trial that's wearing you down? Are you in a tribulation that's wearing you down? Whatever word you want to put in there, are you in something that is wearing you down at this very moment? Next question this morning is, are you persevering? Are you persevering? I think the other part of that is, how are you persevering if you are? Are you praying? Or are you trying to persevere through other ways? Are you seeking God first? Are you persevering? Next question is, are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying for these trials? Are you praying for these struggles? Are you praying for whatever is wearing you down? Are you praying for faith? Are you praying for strength? Are you praying? And the last question is that are you going, are you going about your daily routine and forgetting God? Are you being lulled to sleep by everyday ordinary things? Are you being lulled to sleep by what society says we need to be doing? Are you going about your daily routine and forgetting God? My prayer is that when Christ does return, and he comes and finds his church strong in faith and not weak and faithless. Prayer is the start of it, for sure. 
We need to be persevering in prayer. We need to be lifting up every single matter in prayer. And, and this morning, as, as we start to wrap it up, um, I, I just want to remind you guys that every Sunday, somebody's in the studio that we can pray for you. We can build you up. We can encourage you. That we're here for you. We are, we are a community. We are a group of believers who, who I, I pray that we can be there for each other. I pray that we can be there not only for ourselves, for each other, but also for the community that we live in. To show them what it means to have faith. To show them what it means to be strong in the faith. To show them what it means to persevere through things. Especially in the world that we live in that tells us that we need to be able to be able to touch things. That we need to be able to see things. We need to be able to do these things that make us happy. When our faith and our trust should be put in Jesus Christ. As I, as I begin to pray, I encourage you to look at those questions. I, I encourage you to... Answer those honestly, because this is the starting point of making a change into this world, is persevering through what we're put through, being, being persistent in prayer, much like the widow was, against our adversary, giving him the left, giving him the right, doing whatever it takes to knock him down so that we can put our complete trust in Jesus. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, we just thank you for being here with us. Thank you for guiding us through this passage of Scripture. Or we want to remember to be thankful in, in no matter what. We need to be thankful for our trials, our persecutions, our struggles. But we also want to be thankful for the good things in our lives as well. Lord, as we think about the questions that were asked this morning, we talk about fighting for faith. Are we doing that? Are we in a struggle? Are we in a trial? Are we in a tribulation that's wearing us down and we just don't know where to turn? I pray that you just come alongside of us and give us the comfort. Give us the strength that we need to persevere through it. Are we persevering? Are we giving it over to you, knowing that you have it in your hands, knowing that you are in control? Are we praying? Are we praying, Lord? Do we actually think about it on a daily basis? I pray that you help us to always remember to pray. That you help us to always remember to put you first. Because without you, we're nothing. Without you, we, we don't have the strength to get through the day. We don't have the life-giving water when the well is so deep. Without you, Lord. I just ask that you give us strength today. Give us strength to go out into this world. Give us strength to be the light into this world. 
Give us strength just to share your love with those that we meet, Lord. Lord, I also just want to pray for anybody that might be here this morning, that might be struggling, that might be in a, in a rough place, that might be having physical issues, that might be having emotional issues, that might be having spiritual issues, that someone can come alongside them and just give them the words that they need to hear, that they can be encouraged, that they can have the comfort, that they can have the strength so that they can persevere and make it through. Lord, we want nothing more than to worship you and to serve you and just to be the light into this world. And I just pray that we can do that. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. You can uh, go ahead and prepare your communion if you want to. As citizens of the United States, we're really privileged to uh, celebrate a day of independence independence from foreign powers and other rulers that try and rule over us. As Christians, we can also celebrate independence from the ways of the world and uh, what we've been accomplished through Christ's sacrifice on the cross. The independence from sin, we have forgiveness. Um, we, can, we can also uh, come to this table as we're going to prepare to take this communion now and we can look at it and from the other side of the coin, we can see how dependent we are on Christ and what he's done for us. So if you look at it from that way, it's uh, as we take this communion today, let's, let's just reflect on that, how, much, how dependent we are on Christ, what he's done for us, and how much more we can do when we ask him for help. So before we take the communion, let's, uh, let's bow our heads in prayer, if you would. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what you've done for us, for going to the cross, for remission of our sins for those that believe and have confessed your name. We thank you, Lord, that we can uh, gather here today as Christian brothers and sisters and reflect on that. Um, we just ask that uh, as we go forth into this week that we can reach out to others as you have uh, taken care of us, that we can uh, spread the gospel, tell them of your word, uh, that they too might seek forgiveness. Uh, as we partake of this, Lord, just uh, just uh, bless us as we bless you and uh, help us to uh, see the right in the world and pass that faith and hope on to other people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand with us as we close when you're ready.
burdens me the kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving God you're so verse one more time. in everything, showing your love to all those around us. Just uh, pray that we stay persistent in faith and prayer, God, through everything that comes at us, and be your light in your world. In 
love you and praise you and thank you so much for this time. Amen. It's nice being with you all. Uh, it's probably going to kill me, but if uh, anybody here knows Christian Brian, uh, I've been told it's his 13th birthday. So uh, if you see him, if you know him, say happy birthday. We won't sing to him because he might punch me. But uh, hope you all have a nice week. Happy Fourth of July tomorrow.